Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast where we take a quick swig of medicine from the limitless depths of pop fiction, literary fiction, visual art, music, movies, poetry, any artistic creation, and we feel all the better for it. My name is Nate Hammond. You are listening to Tonic Pop. Welcome to Tonic Pop. This is Nate Hammond, and I don't know why I'm repeating myself because I've just done a rolling with uh, with music and everything, saying that this is Tonic Pop, and my name is Nate Hammond. We're going to do it again anyway, and at the same time, introduce our guest today. It's going to be a recurring guest uh, when we talk about the upcoming films and and reflecting on films that have been and gone. And his name is Luke Ormsby. I'm saying it deep because he's a big man. <laughs> And he deserves a deep voice when his name is referred to. So welcome, Luke Ormsby. Thank you very much. So, uh, <laughs> Luke is my brother-in-law and he owns, I say he owns, he owns it. He owns his job. He manages, what do you manage? I, I know manage, what you manage, but yeah. I, want you to, I want you to introduce yourself. Yeah. I manage a, a movie theatre, a cinema All right. in uh, Brisbane. All right. Who do you Stafford. work for? I work for Hoyts. All right, cool. Yeah. You hear that, Hoyts? <laughs> Big ups. Uh, Maria, right there, the key. My wife's looking for the keys to our car. I'm just pointing it out to her. Now you gotta start again. No, we don't have to start again. This is a podcast. We roll like that. All right, so what we want to do is actually talk about some upcoming movies, maybe harp on about one of them in particular, which is yes. super exciting. But what's, what's coming up, uh, Luke? Because right now, of course, COVID, the movie theaters are shut down. So you've yep. just been doing bits and pieces of the job. Yeah. But you must be getting excited for the doors to finally be open and people to come through. And when they come through, what are they going to be expecting? Some films. Can't wait. Well, uh, one of the first movies, and I believe this is one of the first movies that hasn't been postponed because of due to COVID, is uh, Tenet, which we will talk about we'll talk about more. soon, yeah. 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 Um, so that's coming out 16th of July, which I'm super excited for. Um, and then some of the other ones that... Um, Got shifted a little bit. Mulan comes out oh, yeah. end of July, uh, along with Wonder Woman in August. New Mutants, which a lot of people have been looking forward to. Um, if you're a Bill and Ted fan, oh, yes. Bill and Ted's Face the Music that comes out um, at near the end of August. It's not that right, like because that wasn't like it was kind of it was announced, but they never really yeah. harped on about it. Eh? They've kept pretty quiet about it, yeah, so yeah. it. It's going to be interesting. I forgot that. I even forgot that it was coming yeah. out since they made the official kind of announcement. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited for that. And I, I, th I think they released that quite late too. I think they had right. already been working on it when they kind of said that oh, we're Please don't doing be another it. Dumb and Dumber or another Zoolander. Please just be... <laughs> please be good. Please be good. <laughs> I'm talking about the sequels that came years later. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Like, please dumb be and good. Dumber, please uh, be good. Uh, please don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm excited for that. I mean, I grew up watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure yeah. and then Burger's Journey. So, um, Quiet Place Two, which was right. was supposed to come out the week we got shut down here in Australia. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it was coming out that week or the following week or something. Okay. Uh, that now comes out in September, and then uh, another horror one, Conjuring. Con Conjuring what? what Conjuring three. Three. Oh, yeah. It's because it's another. Uh, there's yeah, a few spin-offs and yeah, yeah. Um, like Annabelle and stuff like that, but this one is the Conjuring okay. three. Okay. Um, the King's Man, which is I oh, believe yeah. a sequel to Kingsman. Right. Right. Um, and that comes out. Is in it September. a sequel or a prequel? Sorry, a prequel. It is. I right. said sequel, but I meant okay. prequel. Right. <laughs> it's just the bread maker in the background. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then 
uh, for all the kids. Trolls comes out in September as well. That was pushed back from earlier this year. Um, and Black Widow comes out end of October. And right. then, what, uh, is that its official release date? Or when it was supposed uh, to come out? No, or? that was supposed to be earlier as well. Right. I believe that was supposed to be earlier. I might have to check that. But okay. um, I'm pretty sure that was pushed back to October. Do we know? Is, it, is that prequel or is that? No. So from what I understand, it is... Intra, sort of. It's between. Hang on, let me get this right. <laughs> so it, I think it's before um, Infinity War. Right. Okay. It's somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. I, I did know. Actually, probably look that up. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's kind of a story in the middle mm. where she goes okay. back and right. sees her family and okay. we uh, get introduced to the Black Widow family. <laughs> but it, it should be pretty sisters? good. She's actually her, the girl that plays her sister. Is <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Maria. <laughs> um, no, but it's the one from Fighting. Did you see that Fighting With My Family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, so really? The lead. Okay. Um, oh, cool. I can't think of her name right now, but she is the uh, she is the one that plays Black Widow's sister. Oh, oh that's a good choice. That's a good yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was her name? I've quickly looked it up. Stephen Merchant. No. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Stephen Merchant was the director. It was. Uh, oh, he was too. That's right. We played. Hang on. I actually didn't realize Stephen Merchant was the director until I just looked it up then. Oh, really? How and cool then he that? he yeah, plays yeah. that part in the movie yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, he plays that part. Yeah, yeah. Well, how cool. <laughs> um, is it the um, brother's girl, girlfriend's parents? <laughs> Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. All yeah, right. The, so she played the part well, and I hope she's got a big uh, career ahead of her because I'd love to see her in yeah, more movies. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting to hear her coming out in a big blockbuster she, like that. Which, she seems like a good fit for the role yeah, as well. Yeah, right. And it's also got Rachel Weiss as oh, yeah, cool. um, her mum, I think, and David Harbour as... Uh, the mum? Oh, jeez, I'm feeling old. All right. <laughs> as her father. Right. And who's the father? Uh, David Harbour. Okay. So right he's oh, the well. one you definitely recognise his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, he was Hellboy. Yeah, The new Hellboy. The new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, really he's on Stranger Things and stuff like that. Mm. Did you see that? Hellboy? The new one? I, I did. Uh, I'm such a fan of the Guillermo del Toro ones. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I don't know. Something was wrong. It's a bit different. Yeah. yeah. Something was just not... I, f- I felt like with all the preparation that they had and trying to go more... Like, you know, they push the rating and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I, I feel like they almost got there, but right. it just fell apart with the and story. And they ran out of money before they did the CGI baby? or like, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it was awful. <laughs> In 2020, oh, well, yeah. you know, close enough. Yeah, I couldn't believe the CGI. That, that really disappointed yeah. me. Considering yeah, how well Guillermo really did with, yeah. without, you know, yeah. with, with prosthetics with practical and stuff. Effects, and practical yeah. effects. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's still incre- I still love watching it, and and my daughter Akira loves watching yeah. it with me. It's one of her favorite superheroes. Is Hellboy? That was ago, early eh? mid two thousands. Yeah, early okay, th- yeah. It's must have been mid-2000s. Yeah. So close to 20 years old. It must have been, yeah. Well, don't quote us on, on, on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so... 2004, the first one came out. Yeah, right 2008 on. oh, yeah, was the sequel. It. So okay. we're well, pretty, pretty... Yeah, good. yeah, pretty close. That's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, we are cinephiles, yeah. yeah. Tag it, man, that's us. Um, we'll, we will make mistakes and we will not hide them. There's no editing <laughs> in this podcast because I can't be bothered. But let's go with... Okay, so Tenet is coming out. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that is just... Um, so bloody exciting because it's well for one reason one reason only it's christopher nolan freaking nolan so yeah let's uh, i don't at the same time i'm also nervous because he has not set a foot wrong he hasn't ever. made a bad movie he has never so made a bad movie yeah e- even like okay i haven't seen the following 
um, yet. That's his first one. But it's I mean, when I look at the reviews, watch. it's worth a watch. And mm-hmm. it's, of course, it's not his best. And if it come out later, then you know you'd probably look down on it. But considering it was his first film, indie, low budget, yeah, you, you know, with, with all that in mind. Yeah, and and like following as well has that thing that runs through just about all of his movies he plays with time again in the movie yeah, yeah. and um because I, th- I think from what i remember i've only seen it once but it jumps back and forth between right. the future what the ha- what's happening in the present and i guess back to the past into the future and kind of jumps around it's got such a time fetish um, he does no yeah. One, yeah yeah really does every movie has something to but do he with does time. it he does it so well where it's even it's hard yeah. to find loopholes i mean i'm sure they're there but but he just plays with time so well uh and and this is no different but it's hard to really get a true understanding of what tenet is going to be yeah like i was reading a a review about michael kane who we're going to talk about in a little bit um soon when he was talking about tenet as part of press releases and he he wasn't able <laughs> to, tell. to just to describe it. Yeah, it was not. They couldn't tell. It was like it was having a valid secrecy. No, yeah. Um, I guess when it was being made before it's really, like he said, yeah. he struggled with trying to explain. Um, yeah, it's so, so involved. And that's hope- what I love about his movies is they're so well thought out mm. and just. I mean, the amounting the amount of planning that must go into that. I just know, like right. writing a story, but then having all those intricate details right, about right. the time shifts and all that kind of stuff like it's just incredible that's yeah, yeah. why i love him so much as a filmmaker and um i mean it's a what we do know about it it is uh if, if it was to be put into a genre it'll be spy genre we think it's it's been called a spy spy yeah. film so it's that's kind of all we know about it robert pattinson playing a spy i believe and, and he, john david washington and john david washington yeah well they're kind of from what we can tell, like they're agents for yeah. some unknown organization. Yeah, yeah. That and John David Washington, I'm excited about too. Um, because I yes. just saw, as I was saying before we went on air, I only just saw Black Klansman, Black Klansman this morning. Black Klansman. I just saw Black Klansman this morning for the first time. I know it's what, well, there's, you know, there's thousands, millions of movies out there, so don't expect me to see everything that I should have seen. But I only just, I just saw it this morning and oh my gosh. Like everyone was asleep and so I put it on at five in the morning because I usually wake up at that time and it's a Saturday so I'm like, sweet, I don't have to be anywhere. Oh man, his his acting, I mean the film itself, like, yeah, good movie. you know, it was well put together but his, his acting is just incredible. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say he puts his dad to shame, his dad's an incredible actor too but he's, yeah. he's right up there. It definitely runs in the family, let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, and for those that don't know, he is Denzel's son. Oh, yep. Um, but he, he entered the acting game late in life, relatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a few others that have entered a little bit later that have gone on to big things like um, Jeffrey Rush, I think. And But he, um, John David Washington, just, uh, I don't know, he just grabbed that role with such... I, I don't know how it's... But it was just so well acted, I, I can't yeah. even... I, I, was, I was... He really gets your attention. He does. Like, he, he makes does. you want to watch him. Yeah. Okay, and I've got to watch it again so I can kind of divert my attention away from him mm. because he dominated so so well. Adam Driver as well. Because Adam Driver... Yeah, yeah. Trying to think of yeah. He, A.K.A. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. Okay, ben Solo, yeah. He plays that part amazingly in the yeah, movie he too. Yeah, yeah he does such a great yeah, job. Um, really good. Like he underplays his role, mm. and which may make you think that John David Washington over, but he doesn't. He's it's like a role that you could easily overplay, and yeah, you know, that's but he, true. he didn't. He just 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 on the precipice of overplaying it yep. and becoming almost slapstick, but he just 
held on to it. So it gave the, kind of humor to it. The tone is dark. so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Gave humor to it without, well, I guess it was dark comedy. You could, yeah. you could say there was a lot of funny moments, but um, yeah. yeah, we're not supposed to be talking about Black Canes. We're supposed to be talking <laughs> about um, Tenet. And uh, Robert Pattinson, that's, that's an interesting one because yeah. he's actually coming. It's funny because he's playing a part in a Chris Nolan movie. Yeah, and then he's going on to play a part in a as a former Chris Nolan protagonist in Batman, Batman. Oh, the Batman to be specific, the Batman, which be, yeah. yeah, which is coming out in twenty twenty one. I'm pretty excited. I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah, are you excited about Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson, yeah, I am. Uh, when I first heard his name, yeah. I was excited, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I know some people aren't, but I, yeah. I, I actually think he's a really good actor. Me too. And, man. Um, yeah, yeah. A, I think I think he's probably tried to break out of that. I guess the twilight being painted right. with the twilight brush, but um, yeah, yeah. I think he's tried to br- break out of that with the things he's with the the roles he's taken he and did, stuff man. like that yeah, since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you look at him as an actor, he's actually really good. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think he'll suit the part. Um, I, I actually so. oh. heard sorry, no, but um, I I think I was watching something that um, he said that he found out that he got the part for that while he was filming Tenet. So, oh really? Yeah. So he said that was a big moment for him because of Christopher Nolan and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that was. I wonder if Christopher Nolan picked up the phone. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. <laughs> I have to look into it further, but, but I be, wouldn't that, be surprised. Yeah. When's yeah. that? That's twenty twenty one though. We've got a ways to wait for that, don't yeah, we? Yeah. Next year. But I'm yeah. you know, another reason I'm excited about the Batman is because you'll be going from one great director in Nolan to Matt Reeves. Yeah. Who is phenomenal, man. Like. Uh, Cloverfield, Planet of the Apes, like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, man! If if he yeah. can direct Batman half as well as he, well, not half as well, he needs to do it as well. Yeah. But if he does it as well as he did Planet of the Apes, yeah. you know that that tri series, um, man, it's it's gonna be good. It's yeah. gonna be great. There's there's so much heart in in that yeah. feature, um, you know. And uh, what else did he do? I can't, I can't remember. But um, yeah, I was just trying to think of what else he did. But... Uh, let me in. Let me in. He did. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's another one to look forward to is the Batman. But we're talking about the Tenant, and um, we keep going on tangents, but that's super cool. Um, that's all right. But we're talking that's about the Tenant. And um, is there any more we want to say on the Tenant before? On Tenant. Yeah, yeah. Um, tenant. Do I keep saying Tenant? Do I keep putting an N in there? Is that what I'm sounding like? I meant Tenant. I don't know. I, I know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's hard to. Oh, I was, I was yeah. in a podcast I did earlier today. I kept saying your new signal is coming out to the musician that was there i could not get single and signal <laughs> just stuffing that up so anyway so the tenet t-e-n-e-t T-E-N-E-T. it's it seems like it's a very involved story of course like yeah yeah um all of his movies are right but the play on time again is going to be a big feature in this movie and watching the trailer i watched the trailer over and over again um you can tell i'm a bit excited for yeah, the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's uh, there's little things in the trailer that kind of uh, let you know that, that time's going to be a huge factor, as well as the the point that they kind of point out. Um, I guess it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but yeah, the fact that there's a play on time where they use inversion um, is what they call it in the in the trailer uh, to play time backwards and interact with time. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the trailer, go and watch it now. Yeah, no, after the podcast. After yeah, or and pause, go watch it and pause. come back. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Pause the podcast, pull over the car to the side of the road, YouTube search, Tenet. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about And there's a scene the in the trailer. Oh, I know, the trailer alone, but there's a scene in the trailer where they actually have these boats in the water. 
Yeah. And we're, <clears throat> um, there's boats in the water and there's big, the big windmills in, in the background. Yep. And they're going, they're spinning the right way. And then later on in the trailer, they show a similar shot, almost the same shot. Um, but the boats are going backwards yeah. and the windmills are going backwards. But John David Washington's character is moving forward. Moving forward. Yeah. He's doing chin ups and but yeah, it's, right. it's in yeah, a natural yeah. position. So it's, it's a really cool. short shot. You gotta it, it's you, just you gotta be onto it to catch it. You're gonna wanna watch the trailer a few times and I'm sure we're gonna have to watch yeah. that movie a few times. Yeah. Like but the little giveaways that they give you are just it, it's really exciting, I think. I'm wondering what the connection is to the, the title, Tenet. I looked it up. Did you really? Because Tenet is like a belief or a principle, right? Well, Tenet is uh, obviously a palindrome, but um, the... And did you see the way he's... Oh, duh! <laughs> oh, it is... Yes, of course. And did you see the way he's written the title? So he's written it T-E-N and then backwards E and then upside down T yep. so that you can invert it yeah, right. around. Yeah, like you can yeah, spin yeah. it around like a circle and yep. it's the same, exactly the same. Okay, okay, well, yeah, yeah, that's wicked. But, I mean, it it's got to be it, more than being a palindrome. What well, it else? comes from, see, they, I looked it up, and there's um, what they call a, have you heard of the Rotas, Rotas? I don't know how to say it, but the Rotas square or the Sator square? Sator square or the Rotas square? I, I have, but I'm not able to it's, sort of form a definition in my head. It's like a square which has three words on it. Right. It's got a Rotas, right. uh, Opera, and Tenet. And then there, and then and then underneath. Oh, so it's got at the top, like left to right. It's ah, Rotas, yeah, 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 yeah. Opera, Tenet, and then Opera backwards, and then uh, Sator. Right. And then if you, and then from left to right, it says the same thing. So it's like a big kind of palindrome wordplay right. puzzle thing. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. found. I think it was found in Pompeii or something like that. It was where they first discovered. Oh, cool. In the ruins. Huh. Um, so yeah, I think he's used that to be kind of the. So just pull one of those out of that. Um, yeah. That five-word palindrome. <clears throat> yeah. I wa there's there's gonna be more to it too, and I think gotta it might be until we watch it. the movie till we yeah. get it. Why he would have pulled out out of uh, uh, the Sartor palindrome? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, Tenet has to be something. Tenet has to be something because. Um, they also mention in the trailer because I don't know if you remember watching but uh when there's a few obviously confusing things like it looks like in one sequence he's on a train track and looks like he might die or something and then and then he wakes up in a hospital in some part of the trailer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh one of the the figures i can't remember the actor's name but says to him welcome to the afterlife and i, I it looks like it's some kind of test because he didn't i think they were torturing him to give up fellow agents right and then he didn't but then he almost died and then he wakes up in hospital and he's alive and he says and this guy says to him welcome to the afterlife and that's kind of when that starts his journey by the looks of it in this agency mind-boggling so uh, i mean i always know the word tenet as meaning you know um a, a, a tenet it's a religious yeah. tenet and i've just looked it up uh the translation under the, the Sartor Square. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it... it wheels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, going back to its etymology, it, it means keeps, comprehends, possesses, masters, preserves, sustains. So I'm sure those are all... They work into the theme of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do. Nolan's a master. He thinks about everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Isn't it, nothing's an accident or... Nothing's no, no. Just a... I think I think I'm sharp for like you know thinking hard about what I'm going to name my kids. Um, <laughs> this guy, like the way he just crafts and names his movies, and you know it's just he, oh, 
just possesses them in his brain and then yeah. does something incredible with it and gives them to us to try and figure out, you know, without ever like spelling it out. Oh, it's so beautiful mm. the way he does it. Um, and it's not frustrating either. It's, it's more like it just causes you to think and think. It's enjoyable, yeah. Hard. It's enjoyable. It's uh, an enjoyable. I like that he makes you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that you can get more out of his movies the more times you see them. Do I you think? think yeah, well, okay. Well, speaking of that, because some of his movies include well, uh, Interstellar, um, Inception. Inception. Is it... So one theory, free yeah. theory, I guess, because I haven't seen it yet, um, <laughs> is that it's, it's a sequel to Inception. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you heard that theory? I haven't heard that theory, no. Okay. Well, that might just be a wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it could be. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, it, we'll know if he does one of those makes, camps. I mean, it does make sense because, you know, like um, in Inception where they, when they go into the dreams, they have like yeah. this briefcase of yeah. where they, they open it up and they, I don't know, put them on an IV kind of thing and yeah. they go to sleep and go into the dream. Yeah. And a similar thing in town, it looks like they have a briefcase. Right. And they wear this mask that maybe comes from the briefcase and that seems to be some kind of link to how they invert the time. Okay. Yeah, okay. Or how they interact with it. Right. Mm. Well, we know, like, so maybe. We would, you, would, well, you, would, you would think that if it was assuredly a, uh, a sequel, that would see Leo in the um, posters. But this is Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't like Matt Damon was not sorry. There'll be spoiler alerts here, by the way, guys. But um, so if you haven't seen Interstellar, sorry, spoiler yes. alert. But Matt Damon, right? He was not in the. Um, yeah, he wasn't in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Posters, was he? Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. wasn't he wasn't. You yeah. didn't know until yeah. you you saw it. But I mean, that's Matt Damon as well. He popped up in Thor, didn't he? Um, <laughs> so maybe just he's just one that of those cards that likes to pop up everywhere in, in anyone else's <laughs> movies. But um. But so, so that's Tenet. Any more to say on Tenet? I've probably said enough. Are you sure? <laughs> so much. I can keep going. If we, if you got anything I think else, I'd like, tongue-tied myself before. Well, that's, that's <laughs> trying to describe. Uh, like, there, there's some excitement in the air for Tenet if you have not uh, realised. Yeah. We're, we're just, it, it's mm, palpable. Um, yeah. But there is, there is a, I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm like, I want to imagine that there's a muse uh, that Christopher <laughs> Nolan uses in a lot of his films, and he's been yeah. quite a few of his films. How many did we count? Well, I, we he's in every single one of his movies except for the first three movies. Right. Okay. Cool. Mm. So that is Michael Caine, uh, and Michael Caine is a phenomenal actor. Um, as you know, he's he's been since the '60s, so many decades, six decades of yeah. of, um, of acting. And he still looks as strong as ever. He's not a fadeaway actor um, at all. And so what we thought we might do is talk about our top five. Because I, I was wondering, like, hey, let's do a top five as part of this introduction to the movies that are coming out. And I was trying to consider what we would do. And both Luke and I were discussing it. And it was really hard to figure out because we wanted to base it on Tenet, you know, as part of promoting mm. Tenet. But... How do you do that with, with with something like that? So we thought spy genres, uh, you know, top five spy movies, but that's that's such a broad category, and there's so many different yeah. types of spy movies. Like, and then what else were we thinking? Top five Christopher Nolan movies, but come on, he's only <laughs> he's only made ten, and they're all brilliant. Like, there's it, it would just you know it explain itself. So we thought about the um, one of the staples, um, the staple actors to. Nolan's movies and that is Michael Caine and because he's such a brilliant actor 
um, gave us a chance to sort of visit or revisit some of Michael Caine's movies. And admittedly, he's made so many that I have not seen them all. Mm, um, and too. even some that probably considered to be his top movies by by many BuzzFeed standards. But um, the way I attacked it, so so I don't know what Luke's are. He doesn't <laughs> know what mine, mine are. But I think Luke has said that he's going to... How, how did you determine? Well, I... Yeah, we didn't kind of set too many parameters around what it was. So I decided that I'm in the same boat as you. There's a lot of his movies that I haven't seen. So forgive me for some of his major roles that I don't include. Um, and what I did was my top five, top five movies that he is in. Cool. So yeah. the favorite movies that Michael Caine is, is, in. is in. Yeah. That's a good way to go about it. I've got one or two of those. So um, even some of the movies I have seen and that are usually on the top five lists will not make it in because I kind of I'm kind of mixing mine up a bit. So I've gone with a couple where I've I've just found like they're my favorite, more more favorite than what I would think is best by mm. over like hyper analyzing it. Yeah. So I've, I've just <laughs> tried to go with my gut on it. What I consider movies that he's been in like you have i've got one or two of those and just performances that i absolutely love that's a good idea um yeah so how about you give us your number five number five first. tell well, us why my number five okay <laughs> so this movie didn't do great <laughs> that's my number five too oh no really? no oh, not me. Okay. Not me. Okay, okay. um i put going in style Okay, no, no, it's not mine. Yeah. It's like, all right, okay. Because, okay. Uh, I, look, I know it's not a brilliant cinema masterpiece, but I really enjoyed it, and I think it's just a fun movie. It's easy to watch Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Alan Arkin. He says he doesn't like me very much because I stole a part from him. Which I part never was said that? I didn't. Yes, you did. You told me. You said you stole a part from him. I said I hated you. I didn't say I didn't like you. <laughs> what part was it that either of you could play? Uh, they hired him to do the judge on... <laughs> they love long pauses. Uh, it, it was a, one of the, you know, because I wasn't black enough. That's true. <laughs> yeah. True, true, I true. Because you weren't dry enough for the bonfire. No, he wasn't black enough. <laughs> it was they, true. They needed. Yeah, they were really yeah. black. Well, they had a black guy on there, but he was kind of a bad guy, and so it wasn't what, a good representation the for the race. Thing, it wasn't. No. <laughs> I think yeah. in there, like it's a bit of a slapstick comedy. I, I think they just played those parts brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. I think Michael Caine is really good in that m movie. And I think, you know, where where it, it falls down, it falls down in a few places. But um, I think their performances were really good in right. the movie. They and hold it together. You can't yeah, put those three in a that, room and expect exactly anything other than gold. At least if it's just between those characters, yeah. you know. Yeah. If everything else falls apart around them. Like, and, and I think that too, going in style, yeah, yeah. I, can, I, I didn't really enjoy it as an overall picture, but I really yeah. enjoyed their performances. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's that. why yeah. I've got that one in there. Yeah. Mm. Right, so my, my number five, <laughs> it did really well at the box office, and it was actually up to that point, like you said, bigger movies since, up to that point, um, it was his biggest grossing movie, Michael Caine's biggest grossing movie, but probably one of his worst reviewed movies. <laughs> and it came out in 2000, and it is Miss Congeniality. <laughs> and, um, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say why, and I know like, I actually enjoy it, I actually enjoy hey. it. It's such an enjoyable watch. Yeah. But, 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 do you I've, enjoy it? I've seen like it more than once. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? I know. It's, it's a guilty uh, pleasure for most. It's just, yeah, like, it's yeah. just the snobby critics that will like pull it apart and come on. Like, yeah, but he's perfect. But he's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got mixed reviews. But so many people love that movie. But, but 
yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if they're honest. <laughs> he said, um, so I, I pulled a quote that I got from him that he said about it. He said he, he was, um, like I said, it was actually his biggest hit to that point. He'd yeah. come off playing a few heavy roles, and he said in a press release for it, he said, in my, mo- in my most... In my most, no, I'm trying to do this. I can't do, I can't do it. How do you do a Michael Caine accent? It's probably so easy when you think about it, but I have to practice it. In my most, no, no, no. In my most recent, no, that's good. <laughs> Cockney. In my most recent films. My most recent films. In my most recent films, I played the man who destroys Marquis de Sade. Sard, sorry, Marquis de Sard. Um, that was in Quills, of course, where he, uh, um, yeah, yeah uh, uh, and uh, who, uh, who was one of my other favorite act- actors was in uh, Jeffrey Rush. Um, yes. uh, you know, another one late to the scene. A very violent gangster. And after reading the script and finding it such a great comedy, it was such a relief. I said, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. I was just dying <laughs> to get a laugh on set. And um, that's what I love about his performance. You could feel his character was, um, you know, he was an elitist, but he was still delicate um mm. you know he played a gay man but he, he didn't play it didn't overly over, flamboyant it, yeah, yeah yeah but that that's that's a, a marker of michael kane's performance across the board mm. he never he always underplays to the point where he hits his mark like yeah. if that makes sense like yeah. some people underplay it and it feels like there's a gap there between yeah. what they should have been yeah. but he underplays it in a way because he's given these parts where you could easily step over the mark but yeah. he just doesn't he? Just steps on just enough. Yeah. Oh my God. I haven't seen a walk like that since Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, you know what? It's been working really well for me for the past 30 years, all right? Well, glide. Now glide. Look, don't, don't look down. Don't well, look down. Look, don't look down. Look up. Your, your chin should always be parallel to the floor. Now glide. Glide. It's not the bloody ice capades. Well, glide. Gliding. No, no, d- don't pick your feet up. Don't pick your feet up. Why are you picking your feet up? Because I'm preparing to run away. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. What? Watch me, watch me. Glide, glide. See? Glide. It's all in the buttocks. Don't I look pretty? He, he basically plays a comedy, and he plays the opposite of funny, but he's the funniest part about it. Mm. Right, it's just acerbic and witty, yeah. and, you know. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. W- without meaning to, he's he's mean at times, and he's got the best lines. Philip, could I have another Cabernet Sauvignon, please? Another cake for you. I'm good, thanks. That's okay, Philip. So, now, how long have you been doing this pattern training thing? I'm sorry. What what was the question? I was distracted by the half masticated cow rolling around in your wide open trap. And he's the best thing about that movie, in my, in my, my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my number five. So, yeah, so nice. come at me with your, with, your, uh, with your critiques of my number five, if you like, but I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Miss Congeniality. Yeah. <laughs> and Sandra Bullock was cool, too. I liked her. And she was, you know. Central, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. definitely. No, it's, yeah? An, it's an enjoyable movie. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 definitely. cool, cool. All right, what's your number four? Number four. Um, uh, you probably see where it's going to go from here, but I've got Interstellar as right. my number four. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Interstellar, I th- look, just the the soundtrack along with the cinematography yeah. and the feel of the movie. I think that, well, and the emotion that that pulls out. Um, obviously, there's there's some brilliant performances in there. You had faith. All those 
כל השיר.
that was unheard of at the time yeah. when when films were um, just the the elitist actor, like yeah. the the super good looking, charming. There was no way that he should have had that part, really. Yeah. Um, but he came in <clears> and, he, and he sort of he broke a wall there. He broke the glass ceiling for working class nerdy looking guys. I think I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say that. Uh, he made it cool. He, again, he hit his mark by underplaying. If he pushed it anymore, it could have been hammy, but he, he didn't. And you might think, oh, okay, well, if he, the, the way we're talking about it, the way he acts, you might think, oh, does he always play the same character? But no, no, he's, mm. he's a different character in every movie, but he just has an ability to play it in a way that you go, oh, that's a Michael Caine performance. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, he, I, I just think he, that, that role he broke, I'm going to say he broke elitism barriers, you know, for lack of a better term. Mm. So yeah, so that's my number four is the Epicris Files. So if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. Uh, I haven't seen it for quite a while, so it may have dated probably ten years ago when I saw it saw it last, and I enjoyed it back then. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd enjoy it again. But it's it's even though it was ten years ago, that has stuck with me. And when I was looking through his you know, filmography catalog of works, that one jumped out at me straight away. So I was mm. immediately reminded of the impression that I had when I when I first saw it. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen it. But I've heard yeah, it's yeah. very good, yeah. and I heard that was kind of <clears throat> I read that that was that was the kind of the movie that really shot him into yeah, yeah. that, along with Alfie and a couple of others that he did really kind of brought yeah. him into the forefront. But so, especially but, so those listening, we are from the generation that just came just after. Uh, it looks yeah. a bit younger than me, <laughs> but you know, just after he sort of hit the yeah. beginning years of the Michael Caine, um, you know, catalog. So yeah, cool. What have you got for number three? Yeah, I, I feel like um, I feel like I should swap one in. For my, uh, <laughs> otherwise it's uh, a bit. No man, go. Nolan this is heavy. this is honest. It uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is not like, the Nolan I mean, and Michael Caine hour. I gotta, I gotta say, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can tell them Christopher Nolan is, uh, well, is my favorite director. Um, so I've got, okay, I've got the Prestige in number three. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Right on. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so far, we haven't clashed. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I've, I've not got the Prestige. It was close. Every magic trick consists of three parts or acts. The first part is called the pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary. The second act is called the turn. The magician takes the ordinary something and makes it into something extraordinary. But you wouldn't clap yet because making something disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back. Yeah, okay. I, I love The Prestige, and it's a good psychological thriller, mm. I guess. The whole movie is brilliantly acted. I don't know if it's... Well, it's obviously a combination of the actors he chooses, yeah. but what he gets from his actors, I think, is just... Everyone in his movies is brilliant. The whole ensembles <laughs> are brilliant. Like, yeah. Like Hugh Jackman's amazing. My favourite actor? Yeah, Christian Bale. Yes, as Christian Bale. I, I, again, he's one of those actors, I, I think he's... Christian Bale's everything. my favourite actor, by the way. Yeah. So I didn't mean to jump in early on Hugh Jackman, although he's one of my favourites, yep. Um, and in that movie, don't want to give away the, <laughs> any twists or turns. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe that is one. We won't give away too many Yeah, because if people haven't seen it, you've got you yeah, yeah. to see that, and, and it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Oh, but, yeah, the twist um, is cool. Well, just actually both of them, I mean, Christian Bale is, is amazing, and he brings like an intensity and kind of this... Once you know the twist, the part he plays yeah 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 yeah. without saying too much is yeah. just incredible and i think it deserves a second watch once you've seen right. it and know what happens and 
you can kind of go, oh. Although I've seen bits. it three times, I think, and I've enjoyed it every single yeah. time. And then Hugh Jackman's character as well, like with the stuff that happens to his character yeah, yeah. in the movie, his development and his intensity, you know, as he goes on through the movie, he gets more and more. It's just, yeah, it's brilliant. And then Michael Caine's character is obviously more of a fatherly figure kind of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, again, he does usual. do father figure well, protector almost in some ways. Mm. But yeah, it's so I can I can buy that one. Yeah, prestige. I'd, I'd easily put that into my my top five um, if I didn't have another different top five. But I did <laughs> I did want to at least go you back didn't and class top. it differently. I didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. So I played around a little bit. I and I thought, okay, I I do want to do a couple that are considered his his greatest roles and make sure I pull from from those ones. So uh, the next one, which is my number three, are we up to? Yeah, number three. Yeah. Sleuth. Um, and and I, I could have easily, if Chris and Sleuth, I could have changed his round, to be completely honest. Uh, you know, Lawrence Olivier, another great actor, you know, side by side with him. Um, him and Michael Caine, that's enough to, to set it off. I know that you stripped me more than naked. I know that you actually terrified me to death. I stood on those stairs looking down and realising that my, my coat sleeve button, the banister, the nail on my fourth finger were absolutely the last things I was going to see ever. Then I heard the sound of my own death. Now that changes you, Andrew. Believe me, and I still owe you for that. Pass it shot, my dear fellow. Yeah, let me give you. An I answer. don't want an even score, and don't you give me any of that one set. All the games I think it's enough to take part. Crap. And it was based on a stage play by um, Anthony Schaffer, 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 um, Schaffer, I think. And, um, and and it does feel like that. So there is moments. I, I would give this film without, you know, sans actors, um, without the actors, just on its own. Every all the elements except for the actors. I'd maybe. Give it an above average score. And then these two come along, um, Lawrence and, and Michael Kane, and they just take it to an A plus. They give it the highest grade because of their interaction and, and, and the way they play off against each other. And this it's almost a two-man uh, film. Uh, cat and mouse play off against each other. It's 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 witty, you, you know, it's twisting, it's turning, it's stylish. It's acrobatic. It's it's a, just an all-around great cat and mouse film, and the name sort of gives it away, Sleuth. So go out and check out that one if you haven't. If you were looking for a great classic, uh, Michael Caine classic, I'd highly recommend that one, along with the Chris File, of course. It's so there's two classics in a row. Yes, okay. <laughs> those, those are two classics, two of the classics in a row. Yeah. Um, I think I, I sway from the classics in a moment. But, I um, might have to have I might have to have a couple of honourable mentions. All right, all right, right. you do that. <laughs> well, what do you got for number two? Are you up to two? Number two, I've got Inception. All right. <laughs> okay. Inception. It'll take more than the occasional stuffed animal to convince those children they still have a father. I'm just doing what I know. I'm doing what you taught me. I never taught you to be a thief. No, you taught me to navigate people's minds, but after what happened, there weren't a whole lot of legitimate ways for me to use that skill. What are you doing here, Doc? 
So when I like when I first saw Inception, I just like my mind was blown. I think I just I loved it straight away. I've seen it a number of times. Have you um, shown it to your kids yet? I have not. Okay, so we're wondering like, would they get it? Like, would they? Would it be too much for them? And we're we're at that point now. Should we show? Oh, it to there's our a kids lot of people that walked out of the movie that were like, I don't understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We might force our kids to watch it yeah. and then watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a good. Uh, Get them thinking. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it could be a good experiment anyway. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> are we doing spoilers? Or not? Oh, well, <laughs> come listen. on. If you haven't seen Inception by now, people. I, I like, no, well, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't, don't okay. Spoilers, yeah. well, uh, well, I mean, the ending is uh, left to interpretation, I guess. Right. And, but I think it's done so well that... Sometimes those, sometimes those kind of endings annoy me if they're... Well, they do annoy me if they're not done well. Yeah. If uh, I think Inception does it really well. Well, you can take what you want from it. I, I think I feel like I know what happens at the right. end, but, you know, it's up for debate, yeah. as many people have. No, I, yeah, 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 and it, it continues to be debated. Um, yeah, and I think, I, think I guess the point me. is, and the, I think probably the point he was trying to make is that the end, if you know what happens at the end, it doesn't matter. Mm. Because that moment at the end, it really doesn't matter. Even though you want it to be tied in a nice little neat bow, it, at that moment, it doesn't matter what yeah, happens. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the point of right. ending it like that. Yeah. All right. And ending Without it like saying that. Without saying too much. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. <laughs> um, and, well, you know, we'll, we'll do a, we like a hardcore. Should we say spoiler Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have to. We'll, then we can talk. After about Tenet it. comes out, we can do like a full on Christopher Nolan love fest and we'll do spoiler <laughs> alerts and we can just. You know, tag it as a spoiler alert episode, so you either don't listen to it or you listen to it depending yeah. on if you've seen his movies. And those that are Christopher Nolan fans can join us and yeah. and get it on. So my number two is that what we're up to? Yeah. My number two is so I've I'm finally going Christopher Nolan, and again I've gone. So actually, I could have easily grabbed any of those ones. I'm going to be honest, but I wanted to. I wanted one where I felt like Michael Caine had a little bit more, more prominence, of a like yeah. yeah, more of a performance. So I went with the. Dark Knight. So, um, 2008's The Dark Knight. With respect, Master Wayne, perhaps this is a man you don't fully understand either. A long time ago, I was in Burma. My friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to buy the loyalty of tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones. But their caravans were being raided in a forest north of Rangoon by a bandit. So we went looking for the stones. But in six months, we never met anyone who traded with him. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And I know he wasn't, um, uh, uh, he was the main character, he was. He wasn't the protagonist, but he was. He was definitely a bigger role. Definitely yeah. a bigger role, and he's often, and Alfred is often called. An important role. Batman's Batman, basically Batman's sort of hero. You know, the role of, of Alfred Pennyworth has to be, it has to be played right, because it brings something settling to the, the movie, right? Mm. To the film. And this is, Dark Knight is one of, it's touted as one of the greatest superhero films, um, and justifiably so, I think. 
Yeah. Right. And, and, and you need a certain gravitas, but also not too much heaviness, if, mm. if that makes sense, in the role of Alfred. Yeah. He has to bring some lightness to it, but also some grounding. Well, because he's, I mean, that's what he is. He's, yeah. that, he's his grounding. Yeah. Batman's grounding. That's his home. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's Batman's. his home. He lost his, as he'll often tell you, um, he lost his parents when he was young, Martha. And, um, and, um, <laughs> and Martha. And, and Martha. Well, you see that name? But, uh, you know, and it's a source of comedy now, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a play. Uh, but, but Alfred stepped into that role as a father figure. Yeah. And Michael Caine plays that father figure really well. And being that kind of grounding, like he's, I guess he is a good father. <laughs> he's yeah. a, like he's almost more than that though. Like he's, he brings Batman back to reality. He yeah. brings him back to, yeah, yeah. to earth. He's his confidant. He's his... Mentor. He's his mentor. Yeah. Um, he's the one that he turns to for advice. He's, right. you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. There's so many things in his... Yeah. I think so too. And and he also, um, the thing about, because The Dark Knight is a fairly dark movie. There's a little bit of comic relief out of the Joker, but it's it's very, very... It's still dark, though. It's very dark yeah. comedy. And Alfred brings very that comic relief movie. in a more sort of, again, as as he does well and as he did well in Miss Congeniality, that sort of acerbic wit and, mm. um, you know, that ability to use sarcasm without being annoying. You know, so I love it. What do, what do you think about, we were talking about the Batman coming out. What do you think about the new Alfred? Do you know who it is? Who is the new Alfred? Oh! I'm, this I'm, is exciting. I'm falling this, down. I'm going to let you find out, man. Right. Right. This is cool. This is going to be big breaking news for Here Luke Ormsby. I haven't actually looked at the rest of the cast. Right. I found Here we out. go. Here we go. It's got a good I cast. Know it was Matt Reeves and then him, uh, Rob it's Pattinson. Got, it's got a good cast. Wow. You find it? Oh wow! I know, right? I like. I, yeah. Wow! I I didn't pick it. I can't. I my can't. first wow was at like some of the other casts. Oh, really? that I yeah, saw. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And then my second, my, the big wow was yeah. Andy so Perkins. roll off some of the other casts. Like, um, um, we've got oh, well, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. Catwoman. She's, she's coming into she's her really own. Good. She's doing really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, Paul Dano, I Dano. How he said, mm-hmm. he's Riddler, and Andy Serkis is Alfred. Yeah, amazing. So Andy, Sir- so if you didn't pick that up, uh, Andy Serkis. Yes. Yeah. So Andy Serkis is a phenomenal actor. If you don't know who Andy Serkis is, get to know him. He's a phenomenal um, uh, motion capture actor, and he really oh, should have won. Amazing. He should have won multiple Academy Awards for his acting on Planet of the Apes with Planet Caesar Apes. and just... and Gollum. Like he, this guy should be like like his. House should be wall to wall with Academy Awards, but but he's yeah. a character actor as well. He is, I, I like facially. I don't, I don't see it. Like physically, I don't I don't see it. But he's he's such a good actor that I I can uh, see him as as Alfred. You mean as Alfred? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't know. see him embodying it. Just just if I put him up standing next to Michael, yeah, Payne, no, I can't see. No, yeah, yeah. So so, but you know what? I just was... I didn't think Tobey Maguire would make a good Spider Man. So hey. And yeah. I think he did a decent job. Oops, sorry. He did, no, yeah, right. I think Sam Raimi did well in picking him. So I, I trust yeah. Matt Reeves. Yeah. And I mean, I don't. Hopefully, it's not. He's um, a actor, though, It's not biased because of Planet of the Apes. You know, having Andy Serkis True. there, but yeah. But I, I do think Andy Serkis can do it well. So his hoping fingers crossed. But for now, we're talking about Michael Caine, and I think Michael Caine, in my opinion, was pretty much the best Alfred Pennyworth that could be that you could ask for. Yeah. He just embodied him. 
perfectly as you know you can transfer the comic to you know um superimpose him onto the comic or the comic to him and i just yeah. think it's it's a match made in heaven all right so now do you want to do honorable mentions before before for the number one yeah before the number one <laughs> all right um okay so honorable mentions I'll go with some classics here. Okay, cool. Okay, so uh, Get Carter. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pretty full-on movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I think yeah. it, is it rated R? I, thought, I think it, it started, rated I felt R. like it started slow, but then when it just went, it just big, it first big punch and it just time. didn't stop punching. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's, uh, but it's just, it's a kind of gritty 60s action movie. Mm. Um, and I think he's got that kind of deadpan, yeah, you yeah. know, kind of, the character he plays but it fits it perfectly just the way he's um he's kind of cool calm and collective yeah, about yeah. everything he does he knows true, exactly man. what he's doing he does it well yeah you got another honorable mention yeah a couple more yeah. okay cool um the italian job yeah i i to be honest i saw the saw the remake yeah of the italian job i went back and watched what's the first one and watched okay, the first cool. one the remake was really good um i, I, I really I liked, liked the remake yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i thought they did a really good job um and of course Jason Statham was great yeah, yeah. Um, him and Seth Green I think together were really yeah, a yeah. really good combination comedically yep. and um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels okay. I should mention as well but right uh, hopefully I'm not stepping on it <laughs> no 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 no. you're not you're not okay so well Dirty Rotten yeah well um, I almost had Dirty Rotten Scoundrels I was going to put them in an honourable mention list I almost put that as my number five right it, it, yeah, to it, be honest I couldn't remember it well enough uh, it's okay. been a long time since I've seen it so, so um, I saw it recently with with Maria um, yeah. we watched it and then we saw The Hustler have you seen you... <sighs> gosh I why when I watched yeah. it I didn't realise it was such a it's it's like it's almost shot wrong, for shot I was going to say it's almost shot location, for shot isn't yeah, it yeah. yeah yeah that's what I thought yeah um, but no like you can't you can't take the comedic genius I mean I mean um, it, it wasn't com see Michael Caine does comedy without doing comedy. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, such yeah. a straight. No, no, so no right. one else can do that. Like I'm, I'm, I'll think of someone else that can do that, yeah. but it's rare. It's it's a he's rare so thing. funny, but he's he's being he's straight. straight. He's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Like Steve and Martin got to be the he's the, the wild and slapstick crazy, guy. Man. Yeah, and and Michael Caine just played the straight guy, and it would not have been funny. The movie wouldn't have been funny if you had two Steve Martins. No, no. Right. It would have been silly and yeah, annoying. Yeah, been, yeah. yeah. Um, it worked perfectly with them together. No, it, you know, and people do try and sometimes they pull it off like a Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Uh, but then you can go too far like a Dumb and Dumber. But, but Dirty Rotten Scoundrels <laughs> was just, just yeah. sweet. Like it hit the sweet spot. It was, it was great. They did yeah. it well. So my honorable mentions, uh, I'm going to go off the cuff of this one because I actually didn't write them down. But all, all of the Christopher Nolan ones, they have to be in there because they're the some of the greatest movies that have ever been made you know I mean does he ever go below 80% on the Rotten Tomato meter like yeah no well, what's I, his I, lowest rating would be the following yeah I actually I don't have that one because yeah. I, I printed out a um, list of um, right. Michael Caine's right, right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes so. yeah and so all the Michael Caine movies all and Christopher Nolan projects together plus. they're all 80 plus percent I'm oh, sorry Interstellar is 72% oh what come on I was surprised with that too yeah. right but because uh, yeah, I didn't get it. I can't see Dunkirk on, the, on here, so maybe that's not. Oh, Dunkirk would be way there. up there, man. Like, that's, that's really high on the list. So, uh, and actually. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels 89. So, Sorry, d- yeah, so if I was going with the best movies ever, like Dunkirk, there's a Michael Caine brief cameo. Un, un, yeah. 
uncredited. Yeah. Uncredited, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, in there. But um, so I, I was gonna say I was gonna say that before before right. we before someone said that because uh, when we said he was in he's in all of his movies except yeah, for his yeah, first yeah. three. Yeah, someone Dunkirk. might say Dunkirk. No, he's he's he in Dunkirk, in but he's uncredited. It's been confirmed. Yes, yes. <laughs> by Christopher Nolan. Um, but by yeah, by Christopher Nolan himself. So all the Christopher Nolan movies that Michael Caine is in, they got they're all like honourable mentions. You know, by default, of being Nolan. And was I was going to have Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in there as an honourable mention. So, no, that's not my number one. Um, we didn't yeah. actually do my number one yet. We haven't done your number one? No. What? No. But oh, we... because we did. Yeah, yeah, because we okay. did the honourable mentions. And then, oh, but... and I thought, yeah, that's right. But we have done it. That's... <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. okay, so here is Luke Ormsby's number one. I got ahead of it. Go. Okay, so you already had this on your list. Right. <laughs> And it is it's actually one of my favorite movies, let alone my favorite uh, is it a Nolan movie, movie that Michael Caine is in. Is and it a Nolan my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It is The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. All right. And uh, we already talked about it, but just, I yeah. mean, I think Heath Ledger steals the show oh, in that man. movie, and he's Heck just yeah. incredible. There's no going back. You've changed things forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. We already talked about Michael Caine. Alfred is... He is Alfred. Mm. Um, and the same way, I think uh, Heath Ledger is the Joker. And for oh, me, he's the epitome of the Joker. And what I think of the Joker as being just a total anarchist. I, st- I, can't, I still can't watch it without outcomes. getting a little bit heartbroken. Oh, he, was a, he is a great actor. He was a great actor. He was still so young. I think we would have seen so yeah, much more from him yeah, if yeah. he was still alive. Um, so that's sad. But, but yeah, that's my... My number one. Here we go. Drum roll. It is a surprising one, probably... It is actually... So I'm a super fan. Okay, I'm a super fan of this cast. I'm really interested. Of you. misfits. Mm. Ah. These, these anarchic misfits. These, these, these fluffy, colourful, anarchic misfits called the Muppets. And, <laughs> and I'm a super fan of these guys and girls and it's... And, and this actually, this movie is not my favourite Muppet movie. Um, it's actually one of the lower rated ones in my mind. But, I mean, it's still highly rated because I think all the Muppet movies are great. But it is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm, I'm a bit of a Dickens fan. He's I'm not a super fan. Was he, he's Scrooge, isn't he? He's Scrooge. Yeah. So he's Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol. And, and uh, so I'm a Dickens <laughs> fan. I'm not a fanboy where I know everything in and out. But, you know, I've read all of his, pretty much all of his books. And um, and a Christmas Carol is is a great story. It's it's got great morals. It's, it's so thought provoking. And now the reason I, I chose this one, even though it's not my favorite Muppet movie, and probably not my favorite movie that Michael Caine has been in, mm. he does something in this movie that no other actor, in my opinion, has ever done. In my opinion, right? So don't come at me too hard. But I don't care if you do. <laughs> come at me, whatever. I'm I'm ready for you. But he does something that I don't see many actors doing when they are cast amidst. The Muppets, and that is hold his own and not get overwhelmed by the char- the other characters. Mm. Um, you know, so it, it didn't feel like he was fighting for screen space, and, and that's what happens with uh, uh, you, you know a lot of human characters that are in the Muppet movies. They're fighting for screen space with the with the Muppets, and it might be something to do with yeah. the film itself. Like they were not as anarchic 
as um, did I say archaic before? Anarch- uh, anyway, they're not as anarchic as as you know they often are. I think um, anarchic. That's a say anarchic. Okay, cool. So cool anarchic. Uh, that's kind of a cool word when you say it repeatedly a few times. <laughs> anarchic. This is my new album coming out. It's anarchic. It's about <laughs> Anna. Kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anna, A-N-N-A, and K-I-C-K. Um, that, that'll be a cool superhero. Has anyone come Anna up with kick. Anna Kick? There we go. That, you know, I'll send it off to, you know, um, Stan Lee if he was still alive. Yeah. He'd be totally into that. So the Muppets usually overwhelm the human characters, I think, or, or they, they sort of bury them a little yeah. bit and they fight for, or they're fighting for space. He didn't have to fight. Um, for that space. And even though the movie itself kind of plotted a little bit, there was so many great things about it. Paul Williams' music. Uh, you know, he, uh, Paul Williams, if, for those that don't know, he is, he wrote Rainbow Connection. So, you know, just by virtue of that song alone, he is a legend. Uh, I got to meet him once uh, with my wife and we got wow. to take a picture with him and put our arms around him. He's a little short, short guy and he, he actually sang Rainbow Connection live. It was so like... <laughs> Tear-jerking. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was super cool. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Um, I chose my top two because I wanted to know, like, I was looking at who I thought Michael Caine, the characters that Michael Caine most perfectly embodied. And uh, I thought Alfred um, Pennyworth was one of them, where Alfred is... Michael and Michael is mm. Alfred and Scrooge. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like there's been a better Scrooge. It, it, again, in my opinion, I don't, I don't feel like there's been a better Scrooge. He just played it so perfectly and he brought heart into it. And you saw the character arc that Dickens wrote for Scrooge, you know, and it's a short story. So you don't have long. You know, you can, you can write the character arc in, all right, but to play it out is a little bit harder to do, I think. Michael Caine did it mm. perfectly. So... So I recommend it to that everyone. Is a, that is a good one. Yeah, so that's that's my number one. Uh, Michael Caine as Scrooge in The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, so Maria just showed me I've got a little Kermit on my, oh, on yeah. my desk, <laughs> on my podcast desk. So I'm a Muppet fan for anyone that wants to get me a present for my birthday on July 30th. There we go. <laughs> or just... There we go. Or, or here's, here's a better present, and, and you can do it right now. I want you to go to the Facebook page for Luke's theatre that he manages, right? Uh, Hoyt Stafford. Hoyt Stafford, all right? So if you've been there, then you've probably probably given it great reviews because it is well looked after. The last time I went there, it was looking really phenomenal. It had a bit of refurbishment. And Luke is the the best movie movie theatre manager on the planet. Um, So go and give it some good reviews. And if you haven't been there... Go and give it some good reviews anyway. It doesn't matter. A little bit of dishonesty doesn't hurt. We're talking about the movies. It's all about fiction, isn't it? But yeah. no, go and actually visit the theatre. Um, Four recliners. Every seat is a recliner. Every seat is a recliner. So it's like, it doesn't matter what theatre you're going to. It's like you're in gold class. It's amazing. So go and check out um, Luke's theatre and look out for Luke. You'll see him. Tall guy. Pretty buff. Um, laughs. A lot. A lot. <laughs> And the fact that 